Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Huh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I was like really sad to see Tony go. I know. Oh, he w- he made for great television. I would yeah. watch an entire show of Tony. God, spin off. Was, I want to see <laughs> like eyes, Tony draw your heart. Tony finding like love with a bonsai tree. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelorette franchise where we lovingly snark on the Bachelorette season 11. Whether you love The Bachelorette or love to hate it, we'll decode what this reality show reveals about the world of dating. I'm Emma Gray, Senior Women's Editor. And I'm Claire Fallon, Culture Writer. Thanks for tuning into our fifth episode recap, the one without a rose ceremony. With are the roses? Seriously. Today we'll be debriefing on Bachelorette, Sex Hypotheses, the return of Nick V, the return of Ashley Onion S, yes, and the dude's attempt to show off their musical skills, or rather the lack thereof, from rap shows to show tunes. We also have Kevin Nguyen, editorial director at Oyster, joining us this morning. Thanks for coming on the show, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So last night's episode was pretty nuts. It started out with, you know, the most dramatic breakup ever between two men. Yeah, it was definitely the most intense breakup I think I've seen on the show in a couple seasons. Farewell to bromance. Bromance is dead. It's funny because I never see, like, they've developed these really close friendships, but you never really see a friend breakup, like... One of them has to go home. They cry a little bit if they're girls or if they're bros. They just, like, hug it out. They're like, I'll catch you on Twitter. And they leave. And in this case, things blew up in a really sort of unsettling manner. Yeah. Well, JJ straight up threw Clint under the bus. So Caitlin goes out and pulls Clint aside and is like, look, dude. Basically, you're being an asshole. I no longer trust you. I think it's time for you to go home. He gets very defensive and starts gaslighting her a little, but she's having none of it. Uh, And then when they go in, JJ, like, gets ahead of it. And I think to curry favor with Caitlin is like, hey, Clinton, I think you you need to apologize to everyone. Yeah. It was so weird because for a moment I thought that he was... Like asking Caitlyn to apologize because it was so like out of left field for him to turn on Clint in a way. Like he was like, so this is like, you know, taking time and energy away from the group. So I think you like, I think you need to apologize right now. And I was like, why should Caitlyn apologize? Oh, he means Clint. (laughs) Clint did not understand either. He he did not take that well. He was kind of stunned for a little while. And then they go outside to kind of hash it out between the two of them. And it's just like a whole bunch of bleeps. 
Yeah. You wouldn't even really understand what was being said. All I know is that they were standing very close to each other. And I was like, they're either someone's going to get punched or they're going to make out. Neither happened, unfortunately. But there was just a lot of like, fuck you, get the fuck away from me. It was very like I've never like I've had friend breakups that involve tears and like running dramatically away and all that stuff. This this was very like pri- like primal. It seemed like they were about to start grappling. Well, I really, really hope that, you know, via the Twitterverse, they've patched things up. Me too. And then the guys actually totally turned on JJ, which, I mean, they didn't like JJ already. But I kind of respected that. They were like, you know, it's not cool of you to, after being Clint's like partner in douchiness this whole time, to just like throw him under the bus in front of Caitlyn to score points. Yeah, Ian was especially upset. I think he, he called um, JJ's behavior despicable. Yeah, he that's, was, that's an SAT like, word right there. Yeah, he's like, look, I went to Princeton. <laughs> you do not turn on your bros. Yeah. He's like, I hated you already. Yeah. Now I hate you even more. Here are a few more words for how I feel about you. Reprehensible. Caddish. Like, <laughs> let me just, let oh. me go right down the list. Um, yeah, so that was pretty bad. Um, but fortunately then, that's that's over. Caitlin says no rose ceremony because she feels really good about everyone who's there, even JJ, for some reason. I don't understand. Um, and so they all stay. Guys, there's no rose ceremony this episode at all. We never got around this is to This getting one. out of control. I want to see people kicked off. So we're still waiting to find out who she has this alleged sex with that we heard mentioned in the initial promo. And it seemed like there was going to be a lot of weird slut-shamey things. She was going to have to make this big confession. But we also knew, you know, a lot of these things are spliced together. So, like, when is this actually going to happen? And we had heard a theory that seemed actually pretty convincing from the people who do the podcast for Grantland, The Right Reasons. And they had surmised that... Perhaps she had had sex with Nick V during their little pre-bachelorette romance, um, and that then she was just confessing it to all the guys. And to me, that that made a lot of sense. Yeah. Except that last night we learned that she had never even met Nick In before person. the rap battle. They had a very deep and intimate Twitter relationship. So that's got to count for something. I was waiting. I was almost waiting for her to be like, we had we had DM sex and then for them to just have cut out the I mean, word a lady DM. never reveals DM sex. That's true. It's very, very personal. Uh, so it's clearly not that unless they're both playing it really cool. And then we find out later that they did just like meet up. And, and but I don't think that's no, it. no. She seemed she seemed genuinely like, oh. Oh, n- nice to meet you. Yeah. So I kind of think that theory is out. Also, we saw Ashley I. Nick was with Ashley I. Oh, that was crazy. The two Ashleys. Both Ashleys were back. Were in this episode, and I was so happy. We need to talk about Ashley S. She was so sane last night, which makes me love her so much because I am completely convinced that she just got on Chris Sewell's season and was like, Hell no. I'm not going to move to Iowa. This is bullshit. Let me just get drunk and like spew a lot of nonsense at his face. Yeah. And it was amazing. She does seem like really intense and like kind of an oddball though. Like when she's she, definitely a little she, weird. So she, yeah, she but seems she was great. like speaking coherent in coherent sentences yeah. last night. Yeah, but and then Caitlin like well 
Caitlin went to her allegedly to get her hair done, even though Ashley S. lives in Georgia now. Um, so Ashley S. was in New York doing Caitlin's hair. They staged hair. Uh, <laughs> a spot for her at a salon in the East Village. Yes. And sh- so there's Ashley looking gorgeous with a new hairdo. Yeah, doing loved, doing loved Caitlin's hair, hair and talking to her about Nick. Nick Villal, as she said. Yeah, Nick Villal. <laughs> she mispronounced his very name like confidently. Five times. Um, and then and then Caitlin leaves and is like, after talking to Ashley, I'm more confused than ever. Like, really? Like, why did you think that there would be any other result from talking to her about this? Also, Caitlin's hair is no longer done when she yeah. goes to meet Nick, presumably after this hair yeah, appointment. Yeah, she's like, but like, now I have to go talk to Nick. Bachelorette. At, least, at least feign as though some of these things are in the same order. Yeah, it was very jarring. She was like, well, talking to Ashley was great, but now I have to go talk to Nick with her hair in like a plain braid. Like, come on, we, we're not that dumb. I mean, well, I was pretty dumb because Caitlin, our producer, had to point it out. But then it seemed really obvious. So, you know what? I take credit for that. Um, Yeah, so Nick gets invited back eventually. So do we think that Nick is the one that she sleeps with? I kind of think maybe yes. I think they have, like, really crazy chemistry. He seems to be the only one that she is genuinely, genuinely into right now. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head-to-toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe, and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, <laughs> you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season yes. again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning ling- 
Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. So today joining us is Kevin Wen, the editorial director at Oyster, to share a guy's perspective on the show because we're just two gals talking about The Bachelorette all the time. Sometimes you just want a dude's opinion. Yeah. I personally, I want one on everything I do. (laughs) Um, So thanks so much for coming on, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, So obviously you've been watching this season for our podcast, like obviously, but why did you first start watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Like what first got you into it? Uh, I think I watched a really early season of The Bachelor. Um, I used to live in Seattle and um, I worked at this company, um, Iconess Cheeseburger, and we shared an office that actually did like recaps of TV for like that was their whole deal and uh i think they ran out of business like long ago but people would just like talk so you know effusively about the show at work and so i watched a few seasons there and then you know you take a break and then i don't know i've I've kind of gotten back into it what was it like to encounter it for the first time i think it's kind of like watching in a weird way like good science fiction like (laughs) it's basically like you've put like these very human people, human in quotes, um, in the situation and like no one questions the situation. You know, it's like in sci-fi, like, oh, like we invented time travel and no one's like, how did you do that? It's like time travel exists. And, and so like The Bachelorette or The Bachelor is like, oh, this is this is dating, you know, like this is these are the boundaries of dating and this is how it's going to go and this is how you're going to get engaged. And no one no one really questions that. And it's kind of funny watching people just operate in this like extremely outlandish scenario and just act the way they would act if that was just a given. Yeah. And then when someone does question it, everyone gets really upset. Yeah, that kind of happened with Koopa earlier this season. Yeah, we were happy to see him go. Yeah. Well, what did you think about Koopa? It was strange because, like, on one hand, I just kind of like how straightforward he was. And there was a certain point where he, you know, he made some reference about being, you know, he didn't want to be like the token minority left. Um, and at that point in the show, like, there's another black guy. And I don't even think I they showed there were two, other, there black were two other black guys. Yeah. And, like, they never get any screen time. You know, Koopa is the only one with any screen time. So, like, I didn't even see them. And so he talks about being, like, this token minority. I'm just like, you know, that's a pretty good point. Like, he's really challenging <laughs> the construction of this show. And then, of course, he goes, like, off the rails and, you know, just starts bullying Caitlin. And yeah. that's when you sort of lose sympathy. Yeah, it was interesting watching that because I also was like with him up until the point that he went off the rails and started being incredibly inappropriate and berating her personally. But I don't know. Have you guys watched Unreal TV, the new Lifetime show? Not um, yet. I guess a yeah, cork or We highly that. recommend it. We highly recommend it. But in the first episode, <laughs> there is kind of a side plot line where one of the producers pulls two of the women of color aside and kind of puts it to them. And it's like, if you're going to 
in order to get screen time, like you're going to have to play the angry black woman. Are you willing to do that? And one of them Oof. says yes and kind of goes for it. And the other one's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, and that kind of reminded me of what you were just saying, where Jonathan has kind of gotten very little screen time up until this point because he's kind of just been playing it like any of the other men. But Koopa gets angry. Yeah. And all of a sudden, also, he has Ian the camera. has been getting a fair amount of screen time, but I think mainly on the, the strength of Princeton, which I fully support. Also, like, in terms of the diversity issue, I, like, never really thought about this before. But then they had the sumo wrestling date. Did you watch that one? Yeah, that was, uh, th- that was problematic, <laughs> to it say was, the least. Yeah. And I realized, like, among other many serious issues, <laughs> that I don't think that I've ever seen, like, a Japanese man on the bachelorette or before really any east asian yeah i don't think I've, all. I've seen any i mean i haven't yeah. watched every season but i mean you just it's mostly it's weird because i watch the show and like for the first three or four episodes i cannot tell anyone apart they all have the same name <laughs> like, they're tony they're jared they're matt they're two bens um it, it's like they all have that haircut i know like, like shaved on the sides and it floppy it's like watching it all wear zip ups it's yeah. like it's like convincing yourself you have face blindness you know and like cannot <laughs> tell anyone apart so yeah except if there's like two black guys and you're like okay we're good there's plenty of variety in here at one point there was like a clorox commercial like one of those bleachable moments commercials <laughs> And they went like they're all in the hot tub, you know, the bachelorette and all her suitors. And there's like two black guys and one Hispanic guy and just like three white guys. And I was like, this would never happen. On like, the this bachelorette. is basically a rainbow compared to the yeah, actual bachelorette, which makes the whole bleach it away premise of the commercial even more awkward. Although, you know, she has she she's she's doing better than than some in the past. Yeah. What do you think of Caitlin? Well, I guess sort of like. Not to put too fine a point on, like, the race thing. But, I mean, like, it's it's like an important part of dating, you know? Um, and I just think it, like, just surfaces all these realities. And so much of what The Bachelorette is good at is it, like, eliminates a lot of really tricky things about dating. I mean, like, basically every scenario where she's, like, cornered by one of these guys and they're being kind of aggressive, it's like they all act like date rapists except they're on camera, right? So, like, they just can't do anything. So, in a weird way, like, being on The Bachelorette is, like, the safest way to, like, meet a bunch of guys and, like, date them because they cannot do anything, like, wrong or they'll be, you know, booted off the show or worse, you know? That's interesting. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, me neither. That's so interesting. Last night we saw the return of a controversial figure, Nick, from Andy's season. Um, And a lot of the other men got very upset and felt, you know, quote unquote, disrespected. What was your take kind of on that whole thing? My, my favorite part about that whole scenario, I was watching with my girlfriend. Um, and so I, I tweet like a lot and she does not tweet that much because she has like a life. And, you know, so they were talking about how like Caitlin and Nick, they like met over Twitter and they like DM'd or texted a little bit. My girlfriend Anna is just like, that's ridiculous. Like who would ever like go like meet someone through the internet and she like turns to me she's like oh probably you (laughs) (laughs) well probably a lot of people Yeah, yeah I mean I never understand the totally random ones but they are both part of like bachelor like they're bachelor alums crazy that after seeing her on Chris's season and they're all you know live tweeting every episode now like the whole community yeah that he would kind of like shoot her a message like I would reach out to other like bachelor podcasters on Twitter, maybe just not like some random person. So I I personally think that Caitlin should just 
bring whoever she wants on the show. She should be just like, there's a guy I liked in high school. Like, I think he should come on the show. But the other guys were not into it at all. Like, they were saying things like, you know, she said she saw her husband in this room, but now she wants to add another guy to the room, so she was lying. Like, what, does that make sense to you? I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my mind around that. What do you think, like, a, like, the reality is, like, in most, like, traditional dating scenarios, like, men have most of that power, right? So, like, in this case, like, you know, Caitlin can do whatever she wants. And I think she knows that. And just, like, that constant reminder to, like, these men that they're just, like, really at her whim um, is, like, unsettling to them. Probably because they're all made of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of them seem to be. I'm really glad JJ is still here, for example. Um <laughs> I was like really sad to see Tony go. I know oh, God. he was. He made for great television. I would yeah. watch an entire show of Tony. God, spin off. Was, I want to see <laughs> like eyes. Tony yeah. your heart. Tony finding like love with a bonsai tree. <laughs> I just want What's the Tony to release like tree, you know? a series of like calming meditate guided meditation <laughs> scenarios. Oh my God. So like a stand up tape, basically. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yeah, his version of stand up. He was just more be, rage, just cutting confused. loose, just just being Tony. Just being Tony. Yeah. I found it really funny to watch all of these scenes of New York City. I I would have been down to go on a date with a private tour of the Met. I'm into that. But they didn't like seem to do a tour. They were just like, here's the Met. We have it all to ourselves. And the Egypt exhibit, right? (laughs) Which you can like see from the street. Yeah, probably the rest of it was like still open and like there were like people like tourists. Yeah, they blocked there. off one room. Or like, like you can have this staircase. room that no one cares about. I do like it was sort of like a caricature of um of New York, right? It's like we gotta go to the Met, it's like we're gonna do the Statue of Liberty, it's like and then we're gonna do Broadway. Oh yeah. And not just Broadway. Aladdin. 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 They must have been hurting for ticket sales. <laughs> I'm not oh, gonna not lie. Anymore. Like we like that scene started, and I'm just like, cupcakes can you get the part. <laughs> I love cupcake. I'm I'm pro cupcake. I, he's not gonna win, but I'm pro. He's cupcake. not gonna yeah. win, but I I think he could be next Bachelor. Cupcake is like someone that I would would personally be attracted to, which means that he has no sex appeal. Like he just doesn't have that. Th- like, and I go for that, but like. On camera, it just doesn't really work, you know. Like, I don't think that he's like a compelling romantic. And I don't lead. think he, that Caitlyn is that into him. Like, she, she yeah, likes Caitlin him. Likes she the enjoys romantic yeah. leads. She wants the Ben Z and like the. She wants the Ben Z, but then she also kind of wants the Jared, so it's a little confusing. Yeah, but you know, I appreciate a girl that doesn't have a clear type. We're thinking Jared must be way more attractive in person. Uh, that's Ratface. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I like, we're I just going like, to call him Ratface blindness too. I mean, I appreciate your nicknames. It's good. <laughs> His face is just so blinding that it's like you can't process any other information about him. Maybe I just like Cupcake as it's the only name I can remember. <laughs> yeah, that is. I mean, it's very memorable. I, he's also adorably earnest. Yeah. I was like, oh, he loves Broadway. Like, I'm so here for this. <laughs> he was pretty good. It just like I like watching him put in the effort to like uh there was the guy, the, um, the welder, who was just, like, too cool for it. And, then... and Joe. Oh, yeah. Joshua and Joe were being haters. Yeah. The country boys were not, I think they were not understanding little, musical theater. I think they thought it was a little gay. Yeah. yeah they seemed, you know, to be worried about their masculinity yeah. a little bit. It's a terrible idea. It's like, don't go on a group date and then, like, shit all over the concept of the date. Well, and then didn't they just, like, stay? 
They're like, you're all going back to the hotel now. And they were like, no, we're we're going to be salty in the back here and wondered how, why anyone would buy tickets to a Broadway show. You can't keep us out. Everyone's allowed in here. Joe seemed to think that Kentucky had no theaters in it. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I. Yeah, I, I was like, I know there are theaters. My my grandma routinely goes to theater productions there and, and tells me how bad they are. So I know that they have they theaters. <laughs> He's the one that looks kind of like a humorless Johnny Knoxville, right? Yeah. Yes. So, and then one guy compared himself to Matt Damon last night, and I was like, eh. Was, the other guy does Justin? look like Gosling, though. The other guy does look uh, like poor Gosling. Man. Poor, poor man's Gosling. Gosling yeah. yeah. The facial hair isn't helping either. So... <laughs> You told me like a story recently about oh yeah joining a a bachelor or bachelorette yeah it was a bachelorette betting pool betting um, pool yeah so I I moved to New York um, about two and a half years ago so it was like that season and I moved here and I didn't really know that many people um, so one of the first like people I met um, was this girl and she was she invited me to her bachelorette betting pool and I don't know if this happens to you but like. You move to a place, like the first person you meet, you just like develop this huge crush on them. And it's, you know, kind of unsubstantiated. Um, She's cool. She's funny. She invited me to a bachelor betting pool. Uh, She's perfect. Um, So (laughs) in my head, I just like had, I was just like, okay, like I will win the bachelor betting pool. And in that way, I will win her heart. (laughs) (laughs) And so like the way it it worked is you just, um, you put your money down and you you picked uh, like one or two people. And so, um, you know, like I was a little rusty because I hadn't watched The Bachelorette in a while. So my, my picks were terrible. And um, by the second episode, um, I had this coworker uh, spoil the ending for me. And at the time, I worked at Amazon. And the winner of that season, Catherine, um, was like a freelance graphic designer or contract worker for Amazon. So um, I had this friend who worked on her team um, and just knew like she had won. She didn't tell anyone, but she was also like in Dallas every weekend since like it premiered. Oh yeah, they were oh. real. they didn't stick to the rules. I remember that. Yeah. They were in love. So yeah. he's just like he I think he even tweeted at me. He's just like, "Oh, Catherine wins." And I was just like, "Ah." And the best part is that this girl who invited me to the bachelorette betting pool, she had picked Catherine. And she, you know, I like it seems so outlandish too cuz Catherine was Asian American. Yeah. Um, and she like, was a dark horse too. Yeah. And I you know, like I would never have picked her um to win um but she won. And uh, so, we, you know, we, I would hang out with this girl and I would have to pretend <laughs> that I didn't know that she had already like won the betting pool and like who had won the whole thing. And so I'd just be like, yeah, that was a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it it did not. Oh, we just became friends. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up a little bit. So. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Um, yeah. It's funny how like the Bachelorette and the Bachelor have become sort of these locuses for like gambling in a way or like fantasy leagues in the, in a way that sports previously had had been more I kind of think the they thing. have the same appeal um it came became like more obvious to me um like actually like using Twitter a lot but you know like you guys live tweet um the Bachelorette and it's almost like live tweeting like a football game um, it's kind of that same thrill, right? More like, narrative. Yeah. More, but just like, you can just, I love sports and I love like reality TV because the stakes are like, they're so low. They're, they're non-existent. There's no, nothing's going to happen. And yet like you can get so invested in them. Yeah, yeah. It's all about you. It's all about the investment that you're choosing to put into it and the attachment that you're creating in your own head because nothing actually matters. And it's all yeah. like, it's all projection too, you know, like I think it probably more so with sports, but like, like quarterbacks, we're all, you know, like, 
like, oh, he's like not a clutch quarterback. Like he just doesn't have the mental strength. Like, what does that mean? Those are <laughs> totally BS, you know? So if you, you know, were in a Bachelorette Fantasy League right here, right now, who would your picks be? I definitely like Cupcake the most. Um, my girlfriend really likes um, Ben H. Who yeah, is, yes. he's cute. He's so really cute. cute um, but I just didn't notice him until she pointed him out because I don't think he's ever really said much. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, well, he could be a dark horse. I could see him being a dark horse. I think he'll he'll be around for a while. I don't. If I had to pick a winner, and it's worth noting that I'm terrible at these picks, <laughs> I would probably go with Ben or yeah, Ben Z. Yeah, I could see that. There's nothing wrong with gambling on love, guys, um, except that it might be illegal. So you know, be careful. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was really great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, choose your choice. Two, meh, you get a pass. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are definitely back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. So this was actually a pretty empowering week. Yeah, there were very few feminism fails. It was actually shocking. First, Caitlin is, quote, the prize for the guys. Ugh, a two. At at least it rhymed. Yeah, I mean, when you're dealing with rap, rhyming is the most important thing. Next, Clint tries to get out of being sent home by being a gaslighting D-bag to Caitlin. Um, we're going to give that a four just because it seemed sort of like creepily abusive. And last but certainly not least, during the rap battle, JJ called all of the New York women in the audience hoes, which we're going to give a four for sexism squared times racism because he obviously was just an idiot and thought that like, hey, hoes is a word that hip-hop artists use. Yeah, he said he's never heard a rap in his life, so clearly he has some issues he needs to work out. And now it's time for the Tweet of the Week. We love live-tweeting The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. That's at Emma Lady Rose and at Claire E. Fallon. And we'll be highlighting our favorite tweets from Bachelor Nation every episode. So this week, our top tweet is from at Possessionista. A great date would be if Caitlin took the guys to Times Square and audited them at the Scientology Center. I I would definitely watch Um, that. Yes, please. And we'll just leave you with our favorite quote of the night, which comes from Clint (laughs) in what is possibly the best zinger ever. He tells JJ, that tie looks really good with your shirt, you fucking piece of shit. I'm going to use that one next time I get really pissed at someone. Yeah, definitely. So that's it for Here to Make Friends this week. Our producer is Caitlin Boguki, and our editor is Jorge Corona. And thanks to our guest, Kevin Nguyen, who joined us from Oyster, where he's the editorial director. And please let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Emma Lady Rose and at Claire E. Fallon and on email at here to make friends at HuffingtonPost.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave us a rating or comment wherever you subscribe. It helps other people discover our show. This is Emma Gray and Claire Fallon. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.
Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.